Hello and welcome to Glens Falls Today Morning Brief. Our top story today, the candidates in the running for Queensbury at-large supervisor, among other talent board positions. I'm Gary Scott, and today is Tuesday, February 28th, 2023. Other stories in the morning brief today, the city of Glens Falls revamps its social media presence, Bolton Landing receives grants to build a rec center at its Veterans Memorial Park, candidates emerge in the race for seats on the Moreau Town Board, a weekly collaborative event for local artists looking to expand, and the Rock the Dock Music Festival returning to Lake George this summer. But first, before we get into our stories, I want to let you know that if you're looking for a place to advertise your local business, Glens Falls Today could be the perfect solution. Our goal is to provide free and convenient access to important local news, but more importantly, we want to support and represent our community, and what better way to do that than by helping to spread the word about the great local businesses in the greater Glens Falls area. For example, I'd like to say a quick thank you to one of our community partners, Sky Zone Trampoline Park in Queensbury. Sky Zone can set you up with a great birthday party for your kids and less hassle for all you parents. They also offer general admission tickets and memberships with exclusive discounts and access to member-only events. And if you own a business in the area as well, you could advertise with us on our website or even right here with me on The Morning Brief. For more information, head over to our website at glensfallstoday.com and thank you for making Glens Falls Today your source for free local news. In efforts to improve its communication and outreach, the city of Glens Falls has expanded its social media presence. According to News 10, the city hopes to utilize its social media accounts to effectively inform members of the community. Mayor Bill Collins states, quote, Over the years, the city of Glens Falls hasn't done a good job communicating what's going on. We've significantly ramped up our communication through traditional channels. Now we're going to be able to directly communicate with the residents of Glens Falls and those who have an interest in coming to Glens Falls. Mayor Collins hopes to use social media to announce information such as downtown events, road closures, dates and information for fall and spring pickups, public meetings, and employment opportunities. He added, quote, And this only scratches the surface of what we want to do for the residents of Glens Falls moving into the 21st century. Glens Falls did start a YouTube page during the COVID-19 pandemic, but communications director Tim Drawbridge has now relaunched Glens Falls' social media with pages on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and YouTube, all of which can be found under City of Glens Falls, New York. Thanks to $2.9 million in state grants, the long-awaited overhaul of Bolton Landing's Veterans Memorial Park can now begin. According to the Lake George Mirror, the park's second grant, worth $1.7 million, was the largest of the 23 local waterfront revitalization grants announced by Governor Kathy Hochul on December 29th. A master plan for Veterans Park Beach and Recreation Area was drafted by a citizens committee and consultants from the LA Group and JMZ Architects in 2019. According to Bolton Supervisor Ron Conover, the grant announced in December will cover 75% of the cost of constructing a new year-round building for the town's recreation and youth programs, the centerpiece of the master plan, and of a redesigned and reconfigured park. Tene Reim Casasio, the building's architect, said the new facility will replace a 1980s building constructed to house arts and crafts programs, as well as a series of outbuildings. Casasio said visually the multi-purpose building will echo the new visitor center in Rogers Park. The new building will house the recreation department's offices as well as space for after-school and summer programs and activities, all of which are currently located in the basement of the town hall. 
A $975,000 grant announced in December 2021 will help fund the construction of an open-air picnic pavilion with an attached enclosed restroom facility, new pedestrian access connections to the existing North Floating Duck system, a themed playground to serve as a regional tourist point of destination, an improved waterfront picnic area, and a veteran's memorial as the centerpiece of the park. The Mirror reports other improvements include pickleball and tennis courts to be added to the basketball courts now found in the park, all of which will be sited in locations that will not conflict with parking or revamped playgrounds or picnic areas. The park's lighting and its stormwater management system, which prevents runoff from entering Lake George, will also be upgraded. Tim Larson of the LA Group said the public art memorials and flagpoles that identify the park as a monument to veterans will be retained. According to Conover, construction is expected to begin this fall and be completed in time for the park and beach to reopen before Memorial Day next year. Now, before we get to our top story, I want to remind you again that you could advertise your business with us at glensfallstoday.com or right here on The Morning Brief. As our business continues to grow and develop, we strive to help other local businesses do the same. We want to help you spread the word about the great services that you have to offer our community. We want to help you spread the word about the great services that you have to offer our community. For more information, visit our website at glensfallstoday.com. The Queensbury Republican Committee has chosen candidates to endorse for the local elections this November. According to the Post-Star, committee chairman Tim McNulty shared the results last week, saying, quote, We selected quality candidates, and we're looking strong going into the petition cycle, and we're looking forward to the November elections. Specifically, the committee endorsed four of the candidates running for the Queensbury Supervisor-at-Large position. McNulty said, quote, We had five people request endorsement. We endorsed four. Hilary Steck, Don Steck, Brady Stark, and Brad McGowan. The incumbent, Mike Wilde, was not endorsed at the meeting. McNulty added that though Wilde is a worthy candidate, it does not mean the endorsement will automatically go to him. However, Donald Steck pulled out of the race a day after he received the committee endorsement for medical reasons, so the committee is still figuring out how to deal with his absence from the candidate list. A decision about the fourth endorsement will be made at tomorrow's meeting. The candidates in this race, who also include Democrats Dave Strainer, Mike Parwana, and Robin Larkin, along with conservatives Jim Dokowski and Travis Whitehead, were all interviewed by the Queensbury Town Board recently to fill the position until December 31st. The current opening, left vacant when Republican Rachel Sieber resigned in January before her term expired, will be filled by the town board, but the chosen individual will then need to campaign for election by Queensbury residents in November. Queensbury Supervisor-at-Large Doug Beatty recently announced he will seek a new position in November to represent the residents of the town. Beatty has decided to run for the Ward 2 seat on the Queensbury Town Board that is currently occupied by Harrison Freer, rather than seek re-election as one of the four at-large town supervisors on the county board. The Post-Star reports at-large supervisor candidates Brady Stark and Brad McGowan currently sit on the town's planning board, along with Michael Dixon, who was endorsed to represent the third ward on the town board. Tim McNulty said he was endorsed for Queensbury's fourth ward. Of the two candidates for the second ward, Doug Beatty and David Deeb, the current vice chairman of the Queensbury planning board, only Beatty was endorsed. Two candidates were also seeking endorsement for the first ward, Linda Clark and current town board member Tony Mativier, who picked up the endorsement. Finally, McNulty added that the committee unanimously agreed to endorse Jim LaFarre to continue on as sheriff and Timothy Murphy for coroner. Emily McCarthy was endorsed for the clerk position with one abstention, but otherwise unanimous. McNulty said they did not achieve the supermajority of votes needed to endorse either Christine Norton or Dan Donahue for county treasurer. 
However, he said that one candidate is expected to withdraw, but according to the Post-Star, which one was not known on Wednesday night. Carly Mankowski, who co-owns Radici Kitchen and Bar in Glens Falls, is running for the Moreau Town Board. According to the Glens Falls Chronicle, the town Republican committee endorsed her and incumbent Alan Van Tassel. Lone Democratic candidate John Donahue is also seeking re-election. However, more candidates could still run as the deadline for filing petitions has not yet passed. The top two highest voted candidates will win seats, so Mankowski is up against both Van Tassel and Donahue. In speaking on the competition, Van Tassel said, quote, I'm all for more people wanting to be involved, and she's a strong candidate because she cares about our community, cares about recreation, things I care about. Donahue said, quote, I welcome it. If I don't get challenged, there's no accountability. If the voters think I did a good job, hopefully they'll vote me back. If they think they want to go in another direction, they can go in the other direction. Current Moreau Town Supervisor Todd Kuzniers praised council candidate Mankowski, calling her an ideal candidate. Donahue, who took office in 2019, said his re-election platform is focused on a lack of, quote, honesty, integrity, and transparency in the current primarily Republican board. He said he wants to see more people involved in the process. Van Tassel said his goals when he joined the board were economic and recreational development, and, quote, to keep the town physically sound, i.e. low taxes for our residents, and good balances in the appropriate budget categories. And we've accomplished all of that. Kuzniers is also up for re-election and has no opponent yet, but at least one is expected. Every Wednesday evening for a decade, artist, animator, and filmmaker Jonathan Phelps has hosted Drawing Night, first on the rooftop of the New York City apartment building where he had lived previously, and since late 2017 at various locations in Glens Falls. According to the Post-Star, at Drawing Night, each artist starts a drawing, throws the partially completed sketch into a pile, and another artist then picks it out of the pile at random and finishes the work. During the pandemic, artists of course weren't able to meet in person, so they shared their work electronically via PDF files. After the pandemic though, the local group has returned to meeting in person, and around the same time, some artists in Albany wanted to start an affiliated Drawing Night group. Phelps said he didn't want to be territorial about holding exclusive rights to the concept, but he also didn't want to lose that collaborative spirit. So he told the Albany artists it would be fine to establish an affiliated group, as long as the Albany group posted its work online for the Glens Falls group to appreciate. And that gave Phelps an idea. In a recent telephone interview, Phelps reportedly said, quote, It would be so cool if we could get people all over the country to join in drawing night. This idea is only in its embryonic stage now, but Phelps wants to figure out how to make it happen, saying that collaborative art develops a sense of trust. He said it's a therapeutic process that helps one get beyond fear, adding, quote, The things that we think we are afraid of are the things that are holding us back. And he explained that participating in collaborative art gives confidence to overcome other fears. The Post-Star reports the local drawing night group meets at 7pm each Wednesday at the Ravicon Collective Studio in the basement of the Shirt Factory at the corner of Lawrence and Cooper Streets in Glens Falls. Phelps also operates Ghost Books, a cross between a bookstore and a curiosity shop in Suite 210 on the second floor of the Shirt Factory. His primary work is in animation and film production, working with the Ravicon Collective based in Glens Falls and in New York City, as well as his own Muckraker Productions. And finally, the Rock the Dock Music Festival is returning once again to the docks of the Lake George Steamboat Company this summer. According to News 10, on Saturday, July 8th, music will rock the lakeside from 4 to 11 p.m. 
with a lineup including Galactic featuring Angelica Jelly Joseph, Eggy, Eastbound Jesus, Chestnut Grove, Hilltop the Band, and Neon Avenue. And even once the music stops at 11pm, it doesn't really end there. An after-party will kick up right after with music by the E-Block at the Lagoon, which is located by Shepherd Park at 204 Canada Street. And if you want to get tickets for Rock the Dock, right now is the time to do it. They're on sale for $15 until tomorrow, March 1st, after which that price increases to $35. And all proceeds benefit the Lake George American Legion Post 374. And that is all I've got for the morning brief today. Again, I'm Gary Scott for Glens Falls Today, and as always, thank you for listening. Our goal for the morning brief is to provide you with quick and convenient access to the most important news around the greater Glens Falls area, so if you love the show, you can support us by subscribing, leaving a five-star review, and recommending us to a friend. Thanks again for tuning in. I'll be back tomorrow morning with more local news you need to know. I'm Gary Scott, and this is Glens Falls Today Morning Brief.